Kyle V. Welcome back to the water cooler. It's a great day to have a great day. Damn right. We're live on a Wednesday evening. Normally we would record on a Thursday, but you got some big plans. You're stepping out with cousin Britt tomorrow. Yeah. Uh cut you know, cousin Britt asked me to ask me to join her for her holiday party um at Bear River Casino. No free ads, but shout out Bear River Casino. Great spot. And uh I'm a, I'm gonna be there. And I just if I know myself, um I know I shouldn't have any responsibilities planned for after said party, uh, considering it is at a casino um, and the blackjack tables will be calling my name. So what's that little section they got there? Like the bear pit or something? The bonus pit. The, oh, man, that's a wonderful place. I love that place. You know me. Oh, you, know, yeah. I, you know how I get down. So with that being said, we don't get a chance to recap the Raiders whooping that ass tomorrow night. We'll just do it now because we already know what's going to happen. Let's do it. So I I love – I'm just so happy the overhit. I called it. That was our lock. Um, yeah. Um, the overhit. Uh, how are you feeling about your team? I feel great. You know, it was a big win. Defense has been playing solid. You know, Easton Stick comes in, has a great game. First game, you know, getting to start. So don't know a whole lot about him. Kind of fooled us in the first half. Chargers put up 21 in the first half. Austin Eckler had three touchdowns. That was fucking cool for if you haven't been fantasy football. Uh, but the Raiders fought back. Devontae scored. Josh Jacobs scored. Hunter Renfro got one in the end zone. It felt like the good old days. And Antonio Pierce is the greatest head coach on God's green earth. Love that for you. I'm so happy for you. Happy for our fantasy teams with Austin Eckler getting, mm -hmm. getting started for the playoffs. Just a beautiful, beautiful Thursday night. Yeah, and you would think, you know, since the last time we talked, we said, yeah, take the over. Since then, Josh Jacobs is questionable. He might not play. Keenan Allen's are already been ruled out for the game. And the over still hit. Don't fucking need him. Crazy. It's crazy. Let the kids cook. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps that up. I'm pretty confident that's how it's going to go. Raiders win like uh, 23 to 20, maybe. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I'd love I, I could see that for sure. Watch it now be like six to three. <laughs> no, don't don't put that evil out oh, there. Oh, that's gonna suck so bad if it is. Oh, it'll ruin my night. Hey, you know what's beautiful though, besides you? What? Tell me. We got three fucking Saturday games. And you know what's even more beautiful besides you? Hmm. The the slate, the three games on the slate are all nice. Every team over five hundred. Love to see it on a Saturday. Yeah, the highest spread out of all three games is four points. Yeah. Love Beautiful. that. Okay. Let's get right into it. Santa came early this time. Don't tell Mrs. Claus. Hey. <laughs> First up, we got the Minnesota Vikings with a switch at quarterback. Josh Dobbs goes to the bench. Nick Mullins of 49ers fame steps up to the plate. They head to Cincinnati where the Bengals are looking to stay hot as three-point favorites. We got an over-under of 40 and a half. How do you like this one? I think this is going to be a very, very competitive close game. I think Nick Mullins is going to give, you know, that little, that backup quarterback juice we talked about. I think Dobbs seemed to me like he may have been concussed or something last week. I don't think he's as bad as he looked he seemed a little out of it after uh 
trying to pick up a first down on one of the plays. Um, but, you know, they're going to Mullins. He's shown some signs of life throughout his career, you know, um, some uh, some skill out there. And then on the other side, you know, you got Browning that's been doing his thing. And I just feel like this can be a good game. I really, really like the over here. Yeah, I like the over too because both of these – I mean, like Browning has stepped in the Bengals offense, hasn't really missed a beat. Vikings got Justin Jefferson, hopefully back for real this time. And they got just playmakers out there. Like they can move the ball from time to time. And Nick Mullins has proven that he can be serviceable in the in the NFL. So I do like the over as well. I think the Bengals minus three is pretty nice. Uh, I, I feel like that's a worst case scenario it's going to push. I think the Bengals definitely win this game uh, by a field goal at least. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. And um, I just think, I don't know, I just feel like these are both uh, teams with good offensive-minded coaches, good young coaches that, uh, you know, have shown their skills with uh, different quarterbacks throughout. And I think they'll scheme things up and we'll get some points out there on a, you know, nice Saturday morning. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great start to the weekend. Nick Mullins, like, he he's not a bad quarterback. He's got some arm talent. He can make some things happen. And I think... You know, the clock kind of struck midnight on Josh Dobbs. It felt like they just tried to, like, run the offense too much almost. Like, he was so great because he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was just making shit happen. And when that ran out, it was like, all right, he's really not, like, the talented, the most talented quarterback. He's just a guy who can fucking figure shit out on the fly. And they, you know, got too much into the, here's the offense, run it now. You know what I mean? Mullen's more that guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be it'll be a good game to see how that plays out with the with the quarterback change for sure. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Indianapolis. This is a game that surprisingly has some big playoff implications right here. The Colts are one and a half point favorites. The over under is forty two and a half points. We still got Trubisky at quarterback, right? For the Steelers, yeah. I think Kenny Pickett's out still. So you got the backup quarterback with the great defense. Going to Indy against another backup quarterback, but a lot more playmakers. At least they've been they've been showing up for the offense. The Colts have. Uh, they've been able to move the ball this season. Should be very interesting to see how this one plays out. Yeah, I I agree. I, you know, the Colts have have shown a lot throughout the season. Um, they struggled last week, obviously, but, um, you know, just a good coach over there. Eagles miss him as a offensive coordinator. That's for damn sure. Um, but. I don't know. I everything in me tells me that the Steelers look like a dead team walking and you know they they've really shit the bed the last 2 weeks and now they're on the road, you know, against a team that's in playoff contention as well. Um so of course they're going to lose, right? But that's the exact spot where Mike Tomlin always finds us uh, finds a way to just win a game that they have no business winning and then you look up and you're like, "Oh, they're the 6th seed again." Like what the hell? I it's it's dumb. It's really dumb. There's no real reason other than um, that logic to pick the Steelers, but it's almost, it's kind of enough to make me pick the Steelers. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. It's like the Colts should win this game, but they've had, you know, last week they didn't look very good either. A game where this is probably the, uh, not the trust your nuts game of the week, but trust Mike Tomlin's nuts game of the week. The guy yeah. doesn't go under 500. They're seven and six right now. They win this game, and you pretty much guarantee that you're going to have a, a winning season. It actually doesn't guarantee it, but you get, gets you pretty damn close. 
Yeah. I think that he just fucking finds a way. He wills this team to victory somehow. They're going to have to run the shit out of the ball because Trubisky looked really bad last week. I don't think that he can be the guy that gets it done. But if the defense can play up to that level, you know, J.J. Watt forces a fumble, and then Najee and Jalen Warren get fucking 15 to 20 carries each, I think they're going to win this game too. Yeah, I think they definitely could. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely a – yeah, you, you just be be careful here. Be, be very careful here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nasty one for sure. Next up, the Denver Broncos on Saturday night head to Detroit, Michigan against the Lions, coming off a big loss to the Chicago Bears. The Lions are four-point favorites with an over-under of 48 points. That's a lot of points on a Saturday night. This ain't college football. We're talking pros here. I think the Broncos are coming to town with something to prove. Lions are struggling a little bit. This is going to be a tough matchup for Jared Goff against a pretty damn good Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, the fact that they're at home is um, huge. It's a bit tough. It's a huge difference. You know, Goff plays so much better at home. That being said, the Broncos are almost, they almost play like a better version of the Bears. Like, I would say Justin Fields is playing a little better than Russ overall right now, but the rest of the team, the Broncos have a better rest of the team for sure. And we've seen how the Lions matched up with the Bears those last two games. You know, they won the, they won that first match, but they had to come back. And then last week they looked like shit. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say um, I like it enough to go money line, but the Broncos being plus four, that's a very friendly line. I like, I like the plus four, I think. Yeah. I kind of like the plus four too. And I, I don't know why this just came to me. The 48 points is just too much. Broncos defense is good. Jared Goff's the quarterback of the Lions. I know they've had their moments where they put up points in bunches. It's not happening this week. The under is the big cock lock of the week. I'm calling it right now. This one's going under. 48 is too much. I love that. I love that. Let me um before before we move on here too, can I hit uh hit the people with a little Saturday teaser? Yo, tease me, Daddy. Let's go. So, you know, the thing is with with when you got standalone games like this, you got a block of games. It's nice to, you know, have one that carries over to Sunday if you make a little parlay, make a little teaser. But realistically, we live in a society, you want that immediate satisfaction, right? I hate the carryovers. I don't even do the Sunday night game on Sundays because I'm like, (laughs) if I lose, I want to be able to reset and fucking double down. Exactly. You got to adapt and overcome, right? So what I'm doing is uh, I'm going to make this teaser only four legs with two from um, the morning game, two from the night game. Like I said, that Steelers-Colts game, I just don't feel comfy with it. I'm I'm not touching that one. I'm just going to watch that with my pops and hope things go well. Try to get them to crack a beer before kickoff. Please, tell them, please. The people are begging. Exactly. But what I'm going to do here with this uh, six-point teaser, you give me the Bengals with that minus three, that gets them over to plus three. Love that because then, you know, that 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 looks good. Even I feel like it's going to be a close game either way. Feels good. We said we like the over. If you hit that over, it gets it all the way down to 34 and a half. Beautiful. That should hit no problem. Broncos, add me that six points. That gets them to plus 10. That feels really, really safe um, in this game. And then that under your lock, that gets it all the way up to 54. That just give me give me that plus 260. I'll go ahead and put it put probably, you know, a little Saturday, let's say. $30 on it, 
pays out 108. Beautiful. Love that. And then you got $108 to fuck around with on a beautiful Sunday evening, morning, slate, whatever it is. You get it. You get it. Love that. Thank you. The people thank you for that. Moving on to Sunday, we got the Kansas City Chiefs in a must-win game. Good thing they're playing the New England Patriots. It is in New England. Have to keep an eye on the weather there. The Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 37 points. This is a must-win game for the Chiefs, especially if they watch the Broncos win on Saturday night. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to come out here and make a statement. The Patriots have all the drama going with their their legendary coach. Bill Belichick sounds like he's going to be gone after the season. They yeah, What's the story there? Break that down for us. Well, it sounds like – so back uh, a few weeks ago, they had a game in Germany against the Colts. This was probably, what, like week six or so, like a few weeks back. And the reports were that if the Patriots lost that game, that they may move on from Belichick. And everyone was kind of like, no way they're doing that midseason, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to now – a report just came out, what, yesterday, um, saying that they're going to part ways at the end of the season. So to me, what it sounds like is they've kind of both come to this agreement that it's time to move on. They're both looking at each other saying, it's not you, it's me. And they're going to split up here. And um, it seems like Belichick wants to keep coaching. My prediction and my hope, honestly, is that he ends up in Los Angeles with, with Justin Herbert. Go save that that talented-ass team over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I, I don't think, you know, he'll be fired up. He'll have his defense ready. Like they'll want to make a statement against the chiefs still. Um, but I just think the chiefs are going to come out and dominate. They they're frustrated as possible right now. Um, they've been struggling badly on offense. Defense has been good this season. They started struggling a little bit as well, but looked better last week. And I just, I, I can't even imagine the Patriots like scoring more than a touchdown in this game, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely think that the Chiefs will win. I don't know that they are capable of dominating in this game, especially at New England. Um, they just don't look good. Like, there's something wrong. We've been saying it for weeks now. Everyone's been saying it. There's just something fucking wrong with this team. They should win this game. They have to win this game. If they don't win this game, you can start kissing this season goodbye. But leave it to the old motherfucking ball coach to come in and you know he wants to beat these chiefs so bad especially because that story broke he'd have the biggest shit eating grin on his face after that game if he can beat these chiefs after this whole news breaks that he's he's out as the head coach yeah, kind of like a, a fuck you to the chiefs who who they've faced off in the super bowls fuck you to craft you know like i still got it and what are the patriots going to do with belichick leaves i mean that rebuild is going to be oh, terrible yeah. they have they have nothing to build on they have nothing to build on, and it's not like it's a great uh, market necessarily to build build a team. Um, also, something that makes me lean Patriots now that I just kind of thought of in this process, Patriots have been tanking, it seems, throughout, right? Um, and they've been very, very good at it. They've lost a lot of close games, um, almost to the point where people are saying how good Belichick is at just tanking, like he's doing it yeah. perfectly. What if now that he's out as coach, he's like, fuck you guys. I don't care about this pick anymore. What if they just like start winning games all of a sudden? Yeah, you don't you don't think he wants to leave a nice position for the GM? Oh, wait, he is the GM. <laughs> yeah, no, I like where you're at. Fucking hey, imagine if they're just hella good on Saturday or Sunday. They just ball out. No, I think the Chiefs do win. But uh, 
it could be close. I think the Patriots muck it up. I think they keep it nasty. And the Chiefs just, for whatever reason, uh, probably because they have no offensive weapons outside of Travis Kelsey's, Kelsey's old ass, uh, they're just struggling lately. They can't move the ball down the field that well. And it's been a lot of excuses in Kansas City. Yeah, not to not to keep teasing you here too though, but that uh, six points would get this down to minus one and a half for the Chiefs. That's uh, that feels very good. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Next up, we got the New York Jets coming off a huge, probably the, their highest point total of the year with thirty points last week, going to Miami against the Dolphins in the hot sun of Miami. Dolphins are eight and a half point favorites. The over under is only thirty seven points. That's pretty low for a Dolphins game. But as we know, that Jets defense is legit. Something to watch here. Tyreek Hill's got that bum ankle. He came back last week in the second half, so I imagine he will play. Uh, but that's going to be a tough matchup going against Sauce Gardner and the secondary of the Jets. Yeah, I imagine the offense is going to have a tough time because the defense got to be feeling juiced up after that game. Um, last week, really shutting down the Texans. Um, only gave up, what, six points? And, you know, you see some life from Zach Wilson. You got to be feeling a little rejuvenated. Your season's not completely dead. You're not going to make the playoffs. But in the building, at least, you're not thinking you're done yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and let's win out and see what happens. So that being said, um, I do think the offense for, will struggle for the Dolphins. Tua hasn't been looking super great the last couple of weeks. Um, so I can see that over-under, why it's so low. Um, but for the Jets offensively, I just feel like Zach Wilson's going to have this like false sense of hope now, and he's going to just go out and probably throw three picks. Like first, first play is like, I'm fucking going deep to Garrett Wilson and just instantly picked. I can definitely see that. Um, hopefully they scheme it up where he's just doing, you know, little shit, dumping it off to Brees Hall. Let's get that going. Garrett Wilson's probably going to get like 15 targets, but you know, it's not going to be down the field too much. Hopefully if they're smart. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Jets, they're going to play it tough. Eight and a half is, is a perfect line because I have no fucking clue what to do here. It's like they could keep it within a touchdown, like a little backdoor cover, Um, but they're not going to be able to score like they did last week. The Texans kind of fell apart. Stroud had a bad game. Uh, pretty much everything fell into place for the Jets to do that with Tank Dell out and then Nico Collins out. The, the whole Texans offense just kind of fell to shit. Unless Tyreek goes out again, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, so it's going to be a lot tougher for them. But they could definitely keep it close. It's a divisional game. Uh, they're playing well. Like you said, two has been struggling. Tyreek's banged up. Anything could happen here, really. Yeah. Yeah. It'll I, be I wouldn't. I'm not. Yeah. Not, yeah, not really wanting to touch this Icky. Game. Icky. Don't touch that. Gross. Next up, we got the New York Giants coming off of another big Monday night win. Going to New Orleans against the Saints. The Saints here are five-and-a-half-point favorites, which seems like a lot to me. The over-under is 39 points. You tell me, which of these two teams is playing better right now? Oh, the Giants are playing so much better. I, the, this line is shocking. This is the first time looking at it. It's got a little side note here. It's not. It's fun not looking at the stuff beforehand. You yeah. know, some, some people might say, oh, you know, be professional, maybe prep a little. Hell no. To those people, shut the hell up, okay? Yeah, maybe, maybe suck our dicks. Maybe uh, hey, maybe maybe get out of here, huh? Because Tommy DeVito, said, <laughs> dude. Tommy DeVito is gonna get it done here. Um, they're gonna. I might. I like the money line plus two and a two oh five. 
fuck the saints are saints are trash saints are trash they really are and, and hey that is a nice dog right there plus 205 on a single game love that but i'm looking at it right now if you move that line to plus seven and a half it's still minus 173 that's not bad at all you put that in a parlay which i'm about to and <laughs> you can make a little bit of money on that so interesting line uh, maybe they're Vegas knows something that we don't know. Maybe is Daniel Jones coming back or something that we need to worry about? Tommy DeVito's that fucking dude. Uh, Derek Carr's not. I think the team is turning on him. They've they've been doing it all year, and it's a sorry scene over there. It really is, and yeah, I just this line makes no sense to me. So, which the other bad part of this is when you see lines like this and you're like, as you get more accustomed to the gambling game and things like that. And you're like, that, that makes no fucking sense. Vegas knows something. So we should probably bet the saints to win and minus five and a half probably, but we're not going to do that. Cause hell no. All right, moving on. We got the Chicago bears heading to Cleveland where Joe Flacco has the Browns on a roll. They are three-point favorites over the Bears with an over-under of 38.5 points. We've got two pretty damn good defenses here uh, against some some offenses that have struggled throughout the year but have turned a, a little bit of a corner as of late. Yeah, both these teams are pretty hot right now. This, To be honest, this one um, this might be the Trust Your Nuts game of the week because you got to really dive in and you know analyze what you feel about Joe Flacco. Because he looks good, um, but you know, he's also a 38-year-old quarterback at this point. Um, do you think he's going to be able to keep doing it? And then on the flip side, you got Justin Fields, who's been looking great, looking incredible. Bears flying around on defense, playing excellent. But also they're the Bears, and they started so poorly, you know? So this one's a tough one to call. I kind of, I kind of lean Bears for the reason being – as good as that Browns defense is, that Browns defense been elite at home. Justin Fields is so good at running and using his legs, utilizing things. Miles Garrett a little beat up with the shoulder injury. I think he's going to be able to get out of the pocket and just like muck things up for that defense. And it'll allow DJ Moore to get a little loose. I don't know. And and the Bears defense has been playing incredible. Like I, I imagine they're going to get to Flacco a couple times. Um I don't know. I kind of like the Bears. I got to go the other way. I think that the Bears have proven a lot lately. I think really, like, they're they're playing very similar right now. They're doing a lot of the same kind of things. Well, for me, it comes down to this game matters so fucking much for the Browns. Like, you win this game and a game you should win at home against the Bears, you're pretty much locking in the spot to the playoffs. Not for sure. It's not guaranteed, but very high probability, I think. You can't lose this game, which we said last week against about the Lions against the Bears, and they lost. But this is a, a huge game for the Browns. And for the Bears, it's like it matters. A lot of these guys are playing for contracts and spot on the team next year, and all that stuff matters. Uh, but they don't necessarily need to win. They don't even necessarily want to win as an organization. I mean, I know they have the Panthers pick locked up, but that second pick, you might as well keep it in the top 10 too, right? Yeah. So I think if they go and lose by three, the Bears – it's like, hey, that was a fucking great effort, great game. That's a playoff team. We're happy with that. The Browns can't have that. Like, they have to go win this game. And I think Flacco can get it done. I think the defense is going to be fired up because they've been exposed a little bit the last two or three weeks. I think they're going to lock it in and get shit done. I like I like your logic there. I like it. Um, yeah, I guess 
my 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 counter to that too is you know like you said we said that about the lions last week they can't lose this what they do they go lose the browns are equivalent to the lions franchise wise and um you got this game in front of you at home where it's like this can really seal things up for us that's a game the browns lose in their history you know yeah, that's a fact. Now I'm going to go the other way. Fuck. I don't know what to do, but I will beer bet you on this one if you want. Trust your nuts and beer bet. I love that. Let's go. Firm handshake. Lock it in. Next up, we got the NFC South shithole. We got the Atlanta Falcons going to Carolina where Bryce Young and the Panthers looking to get their second win of the year. Falcons are three-point favorites on the road. The over-under is a classic NFC South, 34 points. I can't believe the Falcons are only three-point favorites. I think that speaks more about the Falcons than it does the Panthers. That's a fucking shame when you are three-point favorites against a one-win team. That's exactly what I was going to say about that line. Is All that says to me is how Vegas views the Atlanta Falcons. They're not a they're they don't trust them one bit. They poopy. don't know what huh? Poopy. Poopy poopy buttholes over there for sure. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Rick and Morty. Um but yeah, I that being said, Falcons got to cover this. I imagine I don't know, the defense the thing for me Panthers defense has been decent whatever, but that offense is awful. Offensive line so bad. And the Falcons' defense has been good. Falcons got enough dudes on offense to score some points. Panthers won't be able to keep up. I see this being – I honestly feel like it'll be an under, and I see the Falcons winning like 20-3 to three or 20-6 to six or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I think the three points is crazy. I want to smash it, which I fucking hate myself for because we've talked about Arthur Smith at length in on this podcast. We don't like him. He's fucking trash. But the last two weeks – they have been using Bajon Robinson on the goal line even. They've been getting him touchdowns. Drake London had like fucking 12 targets last week. Kyle Pitts got a ball in the end zone. Like, hey, maybe maybe we're starting to do the right things. This is a very fucking good team to do it against. Like, trust your stars. Get Bajon 20 carries. You're going to go win the game. You're going to be fine. If you just stick to that, you're going to be fine against the Carolina Panthers. You know what sucks is how dumb Arthur Smith is? They did all that. Drake London, 172 yards. They still lost the fucking game to the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, with a chance to like really lock up the division. Stupid. It's yeah, just not. It's because of his over reliance on Desmond motherfucking Ritter. Yeah, that is true. Can't trust that guy. All right, next up, we got the aforementioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers first place in the NFC South at six and seven. Going to Green Bay, going to Lambeau, where the Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites despite coming off a pretty embarrassing Monday night football loss to the Giants. The over-under is 42. This is a massive playoff game, too. Two teams that you know maybe not don't have any chance to win the NFC or win the Super Bowl, maybe not even win a playoff game, but they're both fighting and fucking scrapping for, for one of those last spots. Uh, and this will be a game that goes a long way to decide who gets it. Yeah, huge playoff implications, which is crazy to say, uh, if we're being honest. But um, I don't know. I think I expect the pa- uh, Packers bounce back here because they've been looking pretty damn good. And I think they just got Tommy DeVitoed in New York on a That Monday was a night. classic trap game. A fucking yeah. Italian hit put out on. Yeah. 
you had you had Tommy DeVito's agent in the house. No way. Like someone made a call. Like yeah. you're they're in cahoots with Matt LaFleur for sure. Like that's crazy, dude. Like come and you're on. going to New York on prime time. Yeah. It was it was actually uh it was just perfectly set up as a trap, really. It was a good trap game. Yeah, it was. It was. So I, I think the Packers bounce back here. They're gonna be at Lambeau. Those South Florida boys don't want to go fucking play in the in the cold cold Lambo. Hell no, dude. Like that's uh yeah. Give me give me the Packers here. Yeah, I agree. I think they cover. I think uh Jordan Love has a nice bounce back. The over under at 42 is interesting. I could definitely see this one going over. I feel like both of these teams have had some fun games where it gets late in the game and they start putting up points. Like the Bucks have had a few games like that just as soon as last week against the Falcons. Uh, where they're just lighting it up. Baker Mayfield, surprisingly, pretty decent this year. Like I think a lot of teams would would make a one for one trade with their quarterback for him right now if it was just for this season. Yeah, hundred percent. And he, yeah, he once it turns into a little shootout, it fits his skill set really well. He loves that shit. He does. Next up, we got the Houston Texans going to Tennessee, where the Texans. Oh, excuse me. The Titans are three-point favorites in this game. The over-under is 38. We might have a little recency bias in this one. The Texans, is C.J. Stroud going to play, though? That's a huge factor. He is in the concussion protocol. So that tells me that this motherfucker ain't playing. Will Levis and the Titans coming off that win against the Dolphins. Uh, If Stroud is out, I don't even know who their backup is. The Titans are going to win. No, no. Let me tell you. Take the Texans right now while it's like this. Davis Mills is their backup. Davis be- Mills is okay. They're gonna beat the Titans on Sunday. I don't care who the quarterback is. You you stamp it, Kyle stamp. B. Big ass hammer stamp of the day. Hammer stamp of the day or the week. The week. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend. Same shit. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Davis Mills. For those of you who don't know, last year was a rookie. Uh, got the starting job, right? Rookie or second year? Some shit like that. Second, second, second year. Yeah. He got the starting job and was actually serviceable. Like, put up some games, had a couple 300-yard games, uh, a couple multi-touchdown games. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's actually decent. Obviously, they drafted C.J. Stroud very high in the draft. He earned the starting spot and has been phenomenal ever since. So no slight to Davis Mills sitting behind a, a what looks like a generational talent. The guy can fucking ball. He can play some quarterback. He can. He can. Um, long neck. Long Giraffe neck. looking ass motherfucker, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I don't know. I get, you know, I may have overspoken. I don't know if Nico Collins is playing. They're going to need Nico Collins out there because the offense looked atrocious without him. Um, but that being said, Davis Mills is more than serviceable. I think the Titans. That was just a weird game. I don't they're not any good. They're still not any good. But I don't think they are good, but they do have a good run defense. They they always have. They got Jeffrey Simmons, big ass motherfucker up in in on the de- defensive line. And if you're the Texans and you are having to start Davis Mills and you can't run the ball, that's a problem because then if you don't have obviously Tank Dell's out, if Nico Collins is out, then Noah Brown, who's been good this year as a slot receiver, has to yeah. go to the outside the spot where he's never done that, like he's not that guy, you have a real problem there. Maybe Dalton Schultz has a nice game at tight end, um, but how do you move the ball down the field if you can't run it and you only got fucking Dalton Schultz? Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Um, That's accurate. And 
the other the other part of this for in favor of the Titans against my stamp I just put out there is uh Derrick Henry goes crazy on the Titans like I mean on the Texans yeah, like, like crazy like historically like 200 yards a game he fucking yeah. loves playing these guys but, so stamp revoked you take taking no, the nail no, out no cuz that was those Texans this is these Texans this is D'Amico Ryan's Texans I, I still yeah. I stand my I stand by, by by my boy. I think uh I think we're gonna Texans gonna get this done. The hammer puts the nail into the I don't know where I'm going with that. You get it. He's got a big yeah. dick. Let's move on. The San Francisco 49ers are heading to Arizona against the Cardinals, where the 49ers are 12 and a half point favorites. That's probably not enough points there. The over-under is 47 and a half. The Niners are absolutely rolling right now. Cardinals have nothing to play for. I can't I can't imagine them covering 12 and a half here. No, nah, no way. No chance. The only thing is they're coming off a bye, so maybe who we'll gives a shit early, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it matters. Um Niners going to win this easy. They always dominate the Cardinals anyway. Um yeah, this should this shit's wraps. It's wrap. Yeah, I I heard some I don't know where. I don't know what exactly it was, but the Cardinals defense is like bottom five against the run this year or something like that. McCaffrey's going to have a fucking heyday. He probably doesn't even have to play the fourth quarter. So Elijah Mitchell might have a fucking heyday too. Like they might just run the ball Ooh. 40 times. That may, uh, Mason touchdown. What's, what's his name? Jordan uh, Mason. Jordan Mason. Jordan I Mason. I feel like uh, when Eli Mitchell is healthy though, he's the number two. So Eli Mitchell, anytime touchdown is probably plus two, 300. Yeah. Probably some yeah. good money there. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know, Kyler will have a couple plays where he looks good, does some cool shit. But this defense is just too fucking good. The 47 and a half points, Niners are going to have to score 40 of that. <laughs> the Cardinals are going to struggle to move the ball. I don't, it, it's going to be just an ugly game for them. It, you know, maybe divisional matchup. These two teams play each other all the time, they know each other well. Maybe there's something there, but probably not. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's too much. Um, too much there honestly I, I yeah i can't imagine it being too close i i could see it staying a little close early but um yeah ultimately i think i think it gets out of hand if the niners didn't already have that three game losing streak maybe this is one where it sneaks up on them but they already done did that and they're not planning to do that again i'm sure shanahan's probably already having that conversation like hey we know this team fucking sucks don't overlook them get up big get up quick and then we'll we'll coast from there and, and handle business like we do. But uh, I think they jump out to an early lead. McCaffrey probably has two touchdowns calling it now. There you go. Moving on, we got the Washington Commanders heading to L.A. where the Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Holy motherfucking shit. The over-under is 50-and-a-half points. That's some big-time points right there. But we do have two high-powered offenses that have been cruising. Commanders don't play any fucking defense, so it could get close, but holy shit, that's a lot of points. So many points. Um, but I love the Rams here in the spot. I think the Rams win by two scores, um, at least. But I could see that overhitting. I could definitely see it turning into a shootout. Um, just because, you know, commanders coming off a bye. Their offense is pretty good. They've shown some um some firepower over there. But yeah, like you said, they don't play any fucking defense. The Rams no. are gonna that McVeigh is going to go nuts on them. It's like schematically, he's just going to be dudes are going to be wide open. The Rams last week scored what 31 against the Ravens. 
Yeah. And the Ravens defense is fucking legit, like one of the best in the league lately. So they could score 40 alone in this game. Uh, I kind of want to bet the over just for fucking funsies, just for shits and gigs. Because uh, that'll be a fun game. If you have the over and you're watching that and it's getting close, you know, you're just rooting for points. That's what it's all about, man. That's what America was built on. And we're talking about Washington, D.C. That's the fucking capital of America. I don't know if you knew that. So, yeah, give me the over on that one. Let's get some fucking some bombs going off. But I agree. Rams are going to win. This is a a big game for them. They're right there in the thick of the playoff hunt, playoff hunt, kind of the trend of the week. This game matters so much more for the Rams than it does the Commanders. They're out there just trying to put up points. They don't really give a shit. Sam Howell just wants to throw it 40 fucking times, uh, which he will, and they'll probably score a lot of points, and he'll probably throw a couple picks too, and the Rams will take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, next up, we got probably the game of the week right here. The Dallas Cowboys are going to Buffalo on the road against the Bills, who are two-point favorites at home. We got another over-under of 50.5 points. We do have two great offenses here, uh, but also some great defense. So this is a this is a big number for them as well. What do you think about the Bills being two point favorites with the way that both of these teams have been playing? I think it makes sense, um, just based on like what the Bills are coming off of, and they've been looking so much better um, with it being at home. Like obvi- obviously, that's the caveat of it with them being at home. Um, Cowboys have every chance to win this game. And that's exactly why you see this line at two, because that shows they don't really know what side to go with and they have it at two for now. So then people can bet whatever side and then it'll probably close at three um, ultimately. Um, But yeah, the, I think, I don't know. I kind of like the bills here just because like their backs are against the wall. Cowboys need this win for the division. uh, But they have to kind of know that, you know, if the Eagles win out, Eagles win the division too. So it's not as much of a, they're, they're in the playoffs. Bills literally, if they lose this game, they might not make the playoffs still. So there's a little bit of a difference in that, like. Um, when push comes to shove, like one team yeah. has to have it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think that over-under is a little high, though. Too high. Um, but. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I think I think the Bills get it done though. That over under is way too high. That's going under for sure. Lock that in. Uh, I don't know though. I like the Cowboys here. I think they're just a, a much better team. I, I, you know, the first half of the season, we saw that they were beating bad teams, losing mm-hmm. to good teams, and it felt like they were kind of frauds. Like maybe Dak wasn't really that guy. The offense wasn't really as good as as they made it seem. Like the defense was doing all the scoring. But when they've had to, when it, when it push comes to shove the last few weeks, like the offense has been fucking great. Dak's been phenomenal. CeeDee Lamb has been out of this world, like top three receiver in the league kind of. Yeah. Um, and the Bills, like this, they beat the Chiefs last week, but they probably should have lost if Kadarius Stoney didn't line up offsides. And the Chiefs aren't even that good to start with. So I, I'm not that impressed with the Bills. Josh Allen's probably going to have a couple turnovers in this game. Unless, you know, I will say if he plays lights out, takes care of the ball and does what he can, like peak Josh Allen, they can go win this game. But I don't think we're going to see that. I think the Cowboys cruise here. Cruise, I said. Yeah. I think they win easy. I think uh, it's kind of disrespectful to have them plus two here. I don't care where it's at. You want to do another beer bet? Double beer bet? Double beer bet. What's our first beer bet? Um, It was a bad podcasting here. 
Bears Browns. Bears Browns. Okay. Double beer bet. What are you up now? Like twenty five? Yeah, something like that. I think you owe me. A, <laughs> I think you owe me a keg at this point. Firm handshake. No, nah, maybe a twelve pack, but not a keg yet. <laughs> All right, we got two on the line. I can't wait. Let us know if you're on the Cowboys or the Bills here. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the last one of the day. It's Sunday night football. The Baltimore Ravens head into Jacksonville where the Ravens are three-point favorites on the road. We got an over-under of 42-and-a-half. Ravens are coming off that overtime win against the Rams. Jags coming off that loss where uh, Trevor Lawrence threw, I think, three picks total. He's got the bum ankle. Should be feeling a little better this week, but it's another tough test with a very good Ravens defense. I, yeah, I just think the Ravens are too good um, in the spot here. Sunday night football, they're going to be fired up. If this was a 10 a.m. game, I feel like the Jags might win just because of the nature of, you know, it's a normal, it's just a normal game at that point. You're on the road, you know, dog days of the season. Um, but this Sunday night, Jaguars are a good team. But like you said, Lawrence banged up. He threw the three picks last week. Um I think the I think the Ravens come out and take care of business here for sure and and really cement that one seed. Yep, exactly. And that's a huge part of it because they have so much to play for right now. Um, especially, I mean, the Jags are only two games back of them. They were right there in the mix for that one seed. They want to prove themselves right now. I think they come out fired up. I think they're just a much better overall team, especially with Trevor Lawrence dealing with the ankle issue. Uh, it's still going to be a problem. He's not going to be 100% healthy. There's just no way. And they're going to want to prove it. Sunday night football, prime time. Lamar's going to be out there doing his thing. We've been talking a lot about like fancy football, start sit shit, you know, off off the pod. And now I'm looking at OBJ is for sure going to score a touchdown on Sunday night football. That motherfucker loves the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Okay, lock that in. Anytime touchdown, OBJ, guarantee it. But yeah, I agree. Give me the Ravens here. That wraps it up. We'll cover this. Uh, we got a fucking big time, big time bird versus bird next week. We're going to have to cover, or I guess tomorrow night, Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever the fuck it is. Sunday night. The bird power rankings. I'm going to let you have it. And I'm telling you what, right now, I don't think you're going to like who sits at number one after this week. Well, that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, it's hard to argue the Ravens leaping over the Eagles at this point, but that's why they play the games. You know, that's why they play the games. So next time we talk, we'll cover the, uh, the, the whole recap of the whole slate. And then we'll preview that Eagles versus Seahawks in Seattle where shit gets weird. Are you feeling good about that one? I don't feel great, but, uh, cause just cause the weirdness of it again, if this game was Sunday afternoon, one twenty-five kickoff, like it was originally scheduled for, I'd feel great. Feel like the Eagles win that by two scores. Yeah, Monday night, weird shit happens at Seattle. Weird shit happens at Seattle, but I still, I still like, like the chances. Um, you got any parlays for the people though? Oh my god, I need your help. Actually, can can you help me out? Of course. Anytime. I got four games that I love, but I think I'd like to trim it to three. Okay. Because I'm scared. I'm a scared boy. All right, the first one, which I kind of have to go with this one because I said it was my big cock lock of the week, which after getting all the other games, maybe that was a little premature ejaculation right there, but I got the Broncos. Huh? I said not not you premature on your call. come on, man. I got the Broncos (laughs) at Lions. You said you wouldn't tell anybody about that. With (laughs) under 48 points. 
Love that. Love that. Okay. We got the New York Giants plus seven and a half against the Saints. Mm -hmm. Falcons minus three against the Panthers. And 49ers minus 12 and a half against the Cardinals. You know, I love every part of that bet. In the one I just made, I have the Falcons and the Niners as well. So clearly I love those two a lot. Um, Should I take out the under just for the vibes? Yeah, for the spread. And an under. I think what you do for the people to really stand on your statement, stand on your big cock lock of the week, you make that a standalone bet. Okay. And you you just bet on that on, on its own. Okay. I like that. I'll do it. You have my word. But anyways, Perfect. that's plus four seventy five for those three. Twenty dollars pays one fifteen. I love that. Have a I love day. That. Love that. So, like I said, I went. I have the Falcons in mine at minus three, like you. Niners minus twelve and a half, like you. There, the third one I added in is the Rams minus six and a half. I just feel like they win by a touchdown easily. Um, that's at plus ninety. You bet twenty on that. That's one thirty eight. Love it. Love Let's it. Let's go. Take it to the bank. All right. Any other wise words? Hey, you see uh, in the NBA, not that we need to really cover anything there. Giannis dropped 60 tonight. 64 points. Woo. Crazy. crazy. And then, and then there's crazy. There's beef after because the they're playing the Pacers. The Pacers had a rookie on their roster that scored his first basket of his career. So the Pacers took the game ball afterwards trying to like give it to the rookie which is somewhat understandable but Giannis obviously wanted the ball because it was the franchise record of point points his career high I think Giannis wins that fight 10 out of 10 times well and it was in Milwaukee so is there like some etiquette there like the home team gets to choose or I don't really know how that works I I imagine they use like fucking 15 balls in the game you would think but really I don't think they use it that use that many different balls because the other this is now we're going on a little side tangent, but a, a couple weeks back I was watching the Lakers game. Ball goes out of bounds, it hits someone's drink and gets like wet on the ball. And they took time to dry it with a towel. They didn't like be like, all right, new ball. They yeah. literally just yeah. sat there, dried it, had like LeBron and I can't remember who they're playing. They're like dribbling it, making sure it was good, and then they went with it. And I was like, that's crazy. They don't they didn't just like have something to swap it out. So yeah. um, but yeah, I think. I think there definitely is an etiquette with it as the home team because the fact that the Pacers like swooped it, like they purposely were like, no, we got to take this. Yeah, of- it felt like someone said something to him like, hey, fuck you, Giannis, we're going to take the ball. Like, no, and he's like, don't take that ball. Like, exactly. <clears throat> now you see Wob, Rob Perez on Twitter, AKA Wob, uh, did a little investigative work. That guy, that Pacers rookie they were talking about actually did score one point in the, um, in-season tournament final against the Lakers. Oh, but it just didn't technically. But that one didn't count because it was a final. I thought they all counted, but no. The final game didn't count because okay. they, it like, I think the, just the matter of scheduling games. Was just makes six, sense. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the more, you know, thank you for you enlightening know. me. It's crazy, crazy out here. But yeah, just, uh, hey, take a little lesson from, uh, from your, you know, from, from your lovely co-hosts, be responsible. That's the lesson of the week. You know, we have, I knew, I know myself, I knew I couldn't be responsible tomorrow night and be at my peak delivering a, a key performance for the people 
getting them ready to make some money, getting them ready to watch some football. I knew I couldn't do it. So I hit up my lovely co-host. I said, let's record tonight. So we are on our game, A1, day one. And what do we do? We record on a Wednesday. We delivered. And we're here for you. So do that for others around you too. Spread the love. Oh, damn, I could cry right now. That was beautiful. And with that, my friend, I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.